As we've entered the new year, our guest, game-changing entrepreneur Kuda Biza says, There are three most important days in life. The day you're born, the day you find out why, and each day you act on your why. What are you going to do to step outside your comfort zone and seize 2024 with purpose? Join us for episode 289 of Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success on the web at businessadvance.com. And now here's Pam and Scott. Welcome everyone. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And sitting right along with me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, everybody. It's great to be with you again. And as always, our purpose here is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas that can help visionary leaders accelerate themselves and bring their companies along to their next level of game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth. You know, Pam, every year we have the idea of we want to get better, we want to take ourselves and our companies to a next level. We make resolutions. Sometimes sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. That's true. I've found that to make resolutions stick, they need to be driven by a compelling purpose. Yeah, that makes all the difference. Well, somebody else who really understands this and takes it to heart is our guest today, Kuda Biza. He describes himself as a serial entrepreneur dedicated to building profitable companies to solve the world's biggest problems of education and hunger. He shares that he started his first company in Zimbabwe when he was just nine years old. Nine years old. And he moved to the U.S. from Zimbabwe for college with only $40 in his pocket. Today, he's co-founder of of three multi-million dollar businesses. He's delivered keynote addresses at more than 40 institutions in four countries, including Harvard and the United Nations. I've heard him speak and his message is compelling. He inspires audiences to take action, achieve dreams, and impact social change through a purposeful entrepreneurship. He's also author of the book, The Spear Method, Five Simple Steps to Balance Success and Fulfillment. You can read much more about Kuda's background by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 289, and scrolling down to resources. Kuda, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. I'm really, really excited to be here and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. One of the things Scott and I love to do is speak with people who have such exciting visionary stories and who seem really driven by purpose. When you and I met through our keynote development training, I was struck by how strongly your sense of purpose comes across. So let's talk about this concept of seizing the new year with purpose for a new you. Tell us more. Thank you so much for having me. And to me, seizing the new year with purpose so that you can have a new you, it really means approaching each day in 2024 with a clear intention. It's about making sure that you align the actions that you're going to be taking every single day with your core values and ensuring that you're making the impact that you really want to create in the world. 
One thing about the word purpose, if you go into the dictionary and look up the definition, you'll find that it means the reason why something exists. So it's really just asking yourself, why do I exist, right? And Mark Twain has a very famous quote, which I love, which is the two most important days in life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. But I remixed it. And I, you know, added a third day because I think it's important for you to really, obviously, to be born, for you to take the time in discovering why you were born. But once you find out the why, to then take action every single day on your why. And to me, that is exactly what seizing 2024 with purpose means. It means that you're taking as much action as possible on your purpose. It's interesting because I think a lot of people start out the new year and they have purpose. You know, we're going to do this. We're going to New Year's resolutions. Why do you think then people lose that purpose or do they lose the purpose or something else? Well, part of it is because, you know, as the year goes on, right, if you're not having clear intentions, so remember in earlier I was talking about having clear intention, if you're not approaching every single waking day with clear intention, you might start to lose that purpose. You get distracted. Other things come into the way. I just look at my life. You know, my wife and I have a toddler right now, and it's chaotic, right? Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's always something going on. And if I don't take that five minutes every morning to really sit down and write down my daily intentions, other things will take over the day. And those good intentions that I had at the beginning of the year will somewhat get lost through you know life. So I think having a routine daily that allows you to ensure that you stay on track, you have clarity on, on what your intentional goals are, will be the thing that really gets you to, to the next level. And there are a lot of successful people that I know that they have a routine every single morning of reviewing their goals so that as they're going through the day, they have absolute clarity as to, hey, these are the things that I want to achieve, and they don't get stuck with SOS, which is shiniest object syndrome, where other things come and distract them and take them off purpose. Kuda, you have a lot of things going on here. You have three companies right now that you're co-founder of. Tell us how having the strong purpose led you to focus on solving some of the world's biggest problems and how you keep everything straight. <laughs> so I, I actually might be the first one to tell you, I don't keep everything straight. I There's the impression that I do. But what enables me to keep everything straight is my team. So starting uh -huh. with my wife, she's really the backbone of everything that I'm able to do because she gives me a lot of latitude to be able to go out there and do the things that I do while she's managing things on the home front. I also have an amazing team. And you were mentioning some of the people who are involved in some of my businesses, like Tony and, you know, Michael Loeb and, and, and things like that. You know, these people have very successful backgrounds. They've been able to achieve a lot. I'm involved in three companies. Tony's involved in over 100. So for him, you know, three is cute, right? So, so if you follow, you know, his process, his framework, and, you know, that success leaves clues. So if you follow people who've been successful and somewhat mimic some of the things that they do in the day-to-day, -day, you'll be able to do way more better than if you were to just try to figure it out yourself. So to just summarize, I have a strong team. 
I also have really good mentors and advisors around me who just help me navigate all the things that I'm doing. It also sounds like from what we've spoken about, what we're talking about now, that you have a central theme that ties everything together. So it's really not disconnected. You know, they they all reinforce each other. Is that accurate? Yeah. So when I was six years old, while I was still in Zimbabwe, we got struck by a very severe drought. So there's actually a front page New York Times article that has the headline that reads, Southern Africa struck by the worst drought of the 20th century. So I survived through that. And the way millions of Zimbabweans and people in Southern Africa were able to survive that was because of humanitarian aid that was coming from nonprofit organizations like World Vision. So one day I asked my dad, where is World Vision getting you know, the food supplies that they're giving us. Because my father was one of the volunteers that was actually going out and distributing the food. And he told me that successful entrepreneurs were making money in their businesses, donating to World Vision, which is making it possible for them to make a difference and, and save us. So ever since I was six years old, my goal wasn't to be a pilot or a doctor or an engineer. It was to be an entrepreneur who's successful, who can then use that success to make a change because other entrepreneurs use their success to, to save my life and millions of others that I knew. So the reason why I start any business that has you know, a social cause is specifically because of that. I want to make sure that any business that I'm involved in has an impact that goes beyond me. And it can continue to make a difference for generations to come, even once I'm gone. So it was through that experience, Scott, that really then just embedded this DNA in me to make sure that whatever venture I'm involved in, we find a way to still be profitable, but giving back. Because I believe that the day and age of being an entrepreneur is gone. We're now in a day and age of being purposepreneurs. Ah. So so that's my philosophy. So this is a strong central pillar that reinforces everything you do. Right. You've been clearly very successful in doing this. And when we were talking with you earlier, we got into a bit of a discussion of how you said success can be the enemy of success, which I understand, but let's have you talk about it. What do you mean? So success can indeed become a trap especially when it leads to complacency, right? Because sometimes when people reach a certain threshold, I see this a lot with entrepreneurs. When they start out, their goal is to hit seven figures. They want to become a multimillion dollar business. And then they hit that multimillion dollar threshold. And then they just kind of like take everything for granted. They're not as hungry anymore because they've kind of like reached that milestone. When, when you live on purpose, right? It, it, it then means that you're constantly evaluating your effort and your impact and also seeking growth because you're not you're no longer just resting on your laurels. You're talking about an unbelievable. We've been able to donate over 2 million meals in about three years. But here's the catch. If we stop now, the impact stops, right? Because we have right. to sell That's more true. cookies in order for us <laughs> to feed yeah. more people. So, right. you know, the 2 million 
meal number might sound fun and interesting, you know, sexy or whatever description you want to give it. But the reality is we've been able to prove that, okay, we can we can build this model. So now let's go out and scale it. Because can we turn that 2 million to 10 million? Can we turn that 10 million to 100 million? And then from 100 million to a billion? Because the world in reality doesn't really need another cookie company. What the world really needs is another cookie company that's making a difference. Because when you start looking into the numbers, in America alone, over 40 million Americans don't even know where their next meal is going to come from. They're food insecure. In Canada, the total population is 36 million. So there are more hungry people in America than there are people in Canada. So when you start putting this into context, right, you then realize that although, yes, we've been successful in donating 2 million meals, but we can't stop now, right? For me, purpose is the antidote to stagnation. It is what drives me to keep pushing because when my team and I go and volunteer at some of these food banks and we talk to the people that we're helping, we realize that, hey, we're just getting started. We're literally just dipping our toe. So we really need to just you know, double down and, and, and even just do more and not just settle for the past achievements that we've made. This is a great place for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Kudabiza, game-changing entrepreneur about seizing 2024 with purpose. Stay with us. This is Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, and we're on the web at businessadvance.com. As always, we focus on enabling visionary CEOs and their C-suite leaders to accelerate momentum for game-changing innovation, transformation, and growth for a better world. Yes, it's so exciting to be well into our ninth year of Growth Igniters Radio. We've been receiving more top podcast awards, including this year, the 2023 PopCon Award for Best Business, Marketing, and Tech Podcast. But we're not stopping there. We're going to continue in 2024 and beyond to look at new ways that we can make a difference in the lives of the people that are part of the Growth Igniters community. Listeners also tell us they enjoy our conversations with visionary CEOs and thought leaders like Kuda Biza, who are changing the face of business. They also really enjoy our Pam and Scott Quick Take episodes. And if you're enjoying listening to this podcast, spread the good word. Just open Growth Igniters Radio on whatever podcast app you use, write a review, and feel free to share links to your favorite episode in your social media. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are speaking with Kuda Biza, serial entrepreneur, change agent, author, keynote speaker, and more about seizing 2024 with purpose to raise your personal and professional game. Kuda, can you tell us how people can find out more about you, your book, your company, Nonbelievable, and your social media? They can come to my house. My address is, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they can go to my personal website, kudabiza.com. It's K-U-D as in David, A, B as in boy, I, Z as in zebra, A, kudabiza.com. 
And you'll find all the information there. You can get a copy of my book. You can email me on the contact form. You can check out my social media and all that good stuff right on my personal website. And you can find more information and links to this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 289, and scrolling down under resources. So in the first segment, we spoke with Kuda a little bit about his background, some of the big things that can happen when you live on purpose, and you're very clear about it. Kuda, what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned about living and leading on purpose beyond what you've already told us? Because I know from talking with you, you have a lot of lessons that you've learned. Yeah, I think the most important lesson I've learned is that purpose is not a destination. It's a journey. As long as you are above ground and not six feet under, I'm a firm believer that God still has a purpose for you on this earth. So your journey is not done, right? A lot of people sometimes feel that once they hit a certain milestone, that it's over, like they've achieved their purpose, right? But but no, it's it's a journey. And I think it's a very important lesson to 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 really understand and really take some time in, in thinking about because we each other's solutions, right? So you find that like using non-believable as an example, some of the people that are struggling and they don't have food to eat, we and I'm using the collective we because it's not just me, it's not just my team, it's also our customers, right? Our customers are the ones who make it possible for us to make the impact. We are the solution for for for, for those people that we're helping out. So that's a very important lesson that purpose is not a destination, it's a journey. It's also very much so about resilience, right? In order for you to continue despite challenges, because I'll tell you what, for the impact that we've been able to make Obviously, when you talk about it, it sounds like it was a walk in the park, but it's not. So that that's another bonus lesson I'll share is that you really have to be resilient in your pursuit of your purpose and there are challenges that are going to come. But if you stay focused, if you put in the hard work, if you surround yourself with the right network, you'll be able to overcome and achieve things that you probably never even imagined. It's interesting we all talk about purpose, and many people do. Some people mean one thing, other people mean a different thing. And it's easy, easy to say, well, we're going to make the world a better place. Fine. But what does that look like? You have to eventually get granular and say, if we're making the world a better place, or whatever the purpose is, what does that look like? What will it feel like? What will people be able to see, experience, feel? What do you think about that? I think it's a very subjective question, Scott, because the world is so big. Have you been to Africa? I have not. Have, have you been to Asia? Yes, I have. Okay. In your experience, when you were in Asia, right, just think about the time difference. Just think about the places you were and the things that you were able to, to just see. So their world and their definition of the world and how to make it better could be totally different than someone who's in Beverly Hills in California right? So I think what we just have to do is we just need to make sure that, number one, we define what the change is to ourselves. So the person you see when you look in the mirror should be the person who's defining what is that change that you're called to make. Because I'm a firm believer that we all have a calling in in whatever difference or impact we're going to make in the world. 
So once you understand what your calling is, then just go out there and fulfill that calling. Because if we all do our part, that's how we're going to make the world a better place. It's by everybody doing their part and not just looking at five, 10 people and saying like, these are the people that are supposed to change the world. No, we all have a role in making this happen. So in my personal view, I think the way we can make the world a better place is by having everybody doing their part to make it a better place. I like what you're saying because everybody's differently abled. So we all have different, not only perspectives of the world, but also different abilities and different ways we can make contributions. And so no one contribution is more important than another. You could have a lot of idea makers and nobody to carry out the ideas, or you could have a lot of people carrying out ideas, but they're not carrying out ideas because the ideas aren't there. So we need to work together in new ways. And one of the things that we see ourselves as a purpose is helping people to discover that there are so many ways that we can work together to make a difference. And that's one of the reasons we're really glad that you are our guest. And we talk about the Growth Igniters community, and we've been doing this for a while. It's that whole idea that we want people to get the new insight or the new idea, or be able to do something immediately afterwards to make that difference. So I'm glad you're talking about it. The thing that comes to mind also is you've had a lot of ups and downs as you've been going through this. Again, I I understand that. Is there one particular story of resilience? Because I think In this coming year, we're all going to need to be able to discover the opportunities, but the resilience. Is there something you can give to our listeners that could help as we are going through some challenging, challenging times? First of all, I would ask the listeners to just Google search Zimbabwean economy, because what they're going to learn is they're going to learn what happened to the Zimbabwean economy over the past 20 years. But to just give you guys cliff notes, Zimbabwe got independence in 1985. When Zimbabwe got independence in 1985, the Zimbabwean dollar was actually stronger than the U.S. dollar. 63 Zimbabwean cents were equal to one U.S. dollar. By year 2000, the tables have turned. So about 15 years later. The exchange rate at the time, I think it was like one is to 10,000. So one US dollar was equals to 10,000 Zimbabwean dollars. And it even got worse down the road. By the time I graduated high school, it, it was astronomical. Our inflation rate was around 2 million percent. Prices were changing every 15 minutes. You'd go into a restaurant, order a meal. By the time you're done, the price has gone up. There was no gas at any of the gas stations. You'd go park your car and come back three days later. There's still no gas. And for me, it was at a time where I was now actively pursuing my American dream. Remember, ever since I was six years old, I wanted to leave Zimbabwe, come to America, become a successful entrepreneur. So when you're in an economy like that, what do you do? The only thing you have to rely on is you have to have hope. And I define hope as have only positive expectations, because that is what is going to give you the courage to confront such a situation. And in, 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 in my point of view, the resilience came about by being resourceful, because I quickly realized that 
if I was to look at the resources, or in this case, the lack thereof, I would never take a single step in achieving my dream. But if I, f- if I first understand what are the resources that I need and how can I be resourceful enough to get those resources in order for me to at least give myself a chance to come to America, then I have a shot. And at the time, I realized that the resource I needed was internet. Because with internet, I could study for my SAT, I could apply for colleges, I could apply for scholarships. So I went to a, a guy who owned an internet cafe and I told him, hey, if I come looking for a job, you're probably going to tell me you don't have any openings because there's 95% unemployment rate. But I want to give you a no-lose scenario where you have nothing to lose. And what I presented to him was a business opportunity where I told him, your internet cafe is open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I want to prove to you that you can more than double your revenue if you open it five more hours. So from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. And for those five hours, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m., I'll be the night manager. I'll do it for two weeks. Don't pay me. Let's take a look at the numbers after that. And then if my hypothesis is right, then you can give me the job. He called me a week later because he took the deal on the spot. And a week later, he was like, Kuda, we don't even need to wait two weeks. You're right. We're making more money in the five hours you're working than the 12-hour shift before you. So you're hired. And the reason why I did that wasn't for the money. He was obviously paying me. But at 11 p.m., when I would chase every, 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 every person out of the cafe, I would lock myself in and I would have seven hours of uninterrupted internet access. And I slept in that internet cafe for two years, every single night, applying for college scholarships, applying to colleges, studying for my SATs. And I finally got my scholarship to come and study in the US. So because my purpose was clear, I wanted to be an entrepreneur in America who made a difference. It gave me that grit, the resilience I needed to push through a very hard economic situation to think creatively because I wasn't the only high school graduate who wanted to come to America. But because my purpose was clear as to why I want to come to America, I believe it enabled me to develop the resilience I needed. So for people out there, I think having clarity on your purpose, it will then enable you to to see things that others don't see because your purpose is clear. That's an amazing story. We're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, Scott and I will speak more with serial entrepreneur, change agent, author, keynote speaker, Kuda Biza, about seizing 2024 with purpose and especially about immediately useful ideas for doing this. Stay with us. You're listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, where we focus on enabling visionary leaders to dramatically increase momentum for game-changing results. We're on the web at businessadvance.com. Does your company have what it takes to stay on purpose, meet your current commitments, and move fast enough to respond to new opportunities? Take the first step beyond this episode to confirm your perspective by downloading our free resource, Five Questions to Ask When You Need to Move Even Faster. This resource will help you discover where to begin to focus your energy and resources so that what should happen is happening faster and more effectively so that your purpose can be fulfilled. 
We've developed these questions based on our work with clients in over 30 industries. We help them discover hidden opportunities, accelerate innovation, and decision-making. And this has generated millions of dollars in accelerated top and bottom line growth. Now you can have this resource on a complimentary basis. Don't miss out. Go to growthunitedradio.com today and select episode 289. Scroll down to resources and click the link, download five questions to ask when you need to move even faster. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been speaking with Kuta Biza, a serial entrepreneur, change agent, author, and keynote speaker about seizing 2024 with purpose to start the new year with a new you. Kuta, tell us how people can find out more about you, your book, your keynote, and everything else Kuta Biza. So my book, you can get it on Amazon. So you just look for Spear Method, Kuda Biza, and uh, you'll be able to find it. Everything else, kudabiza.com, that's the easiest place to find me. You can also get links for this episode by going to growthignitersradio.com, episode 289, and scrolling down to resources. Well, we're at the point of the episode where we talk about three immediately useful ideas. And in this case, it's practical ideas to actually seize 2024 with purpose for the new year, new you. So we'll discuss these one at a time. What's the first immediately useful idea? I think it's important to reflect on your why. So as you're starting the year, I think it's important to really assess what truly matters to you, right? And how your current path aligns with your deeper values. As you reflect, I think it can really reinvigorate your approach to achieving your purpose. So I think that's really key. It's it's really taking that time reflecting on what you want. And if you actually haven't figured out what your why is, that could be a, a starting point. Figure out what your why is, what your calling is, and then you can really now get ready to, to attack 2024 with purpose. It's great that you're saying that, Kuda, because in a previous lifetime, as I recall it, when I would interview people for positions in companies at all different levels, even those at the top, one of my favorite questions to ask was, why do you want this position with this company at this time? And you know what was surprising to me is how many people would say, well, I'm good at this skill. And that's it. And I'd say, hmm, that's not enough because we're crazy around here. You have to have the passion too in order to do well here. So I like what you're saying about the importance of knowing your why. Now, how often do you think we should review our why to stay in touch with our purpose? Well, back to my quote, right? The three most important days in life the day you're born, the day you find out why, and each day you act on your why. So if you're going to be acting on your why every single day, I think you need to be reflecting on your why daily. Because number one, you never really know when the day it is will be the day you actually come up with that groundbreaking idea towards your why, or you make the biggest impact, right? So I think doing it every single day, I think it's important. But we also don't know when our last day is. So if we push things out, tomorrow is never guaranteed. 
So my personal recommendation is do it every day. That makes tremendous sense. And then you can say, this day was crazy, but for a purpose. (laughs) (laughs) That's wonderful. Kuda, what's the second immediately useful idea for creating a new purpose and a new you every day? Yeah. So I'm a big believer in setting goals. So I think setting purpose-driven goals is key. My wife and I have a business called This Is My Era. It's a personal development brand. We have a 90-day planner. We also have a budget planner. And what we encourage our customers to do is instead of just setting, you know, your career goals or health goals, those are important, don't get me wrong. You also want to include goals that really align with your purpose. How are you going to contribute to the well-being of others or to the planet as a whole, right? How many people actually sit down and write a purpose goal? Like, this is my goal for 2024 that's really aligned with my purpose. You're outside of saying, because I want to make X number of dollars for a year or whatever it is. Yeah. You're saying, what is the service? What is the promise? Yeah. So, so I'll share a couple of examples, and, and these are some of my goals. You know, in addition to my career entrepreneurial financial goals, I also put in how much time I want to volunteer, how much time I want to mentor the young generations. What are the sustainable initiatives do I want to be involved in that really make a difference? Because now, as I also put these things on paper, it enables me to live a purpose-driven life. Because yes, I do have the business goals, the family goals, my health, but I also have the things that give me meaning and fulfillment. So so that's the other thing that I do, is I think setting purpose-driven goals will make a huge difference if you're really trying to make 2024 that year that you really seize. So we've seen that putting down goals is good. Taking the time to revisit and say, okay, Today I, I said I'd do this, or, or last week I said I, this is what I wanted to accomplish. How am I doing on that? And if I'm not, how can I redirect my energy? Everybody should do it. For me personally, I'm a big believer in pen and paper. So I have like a physical planner that every single morning I have time dedicated where I sit down and just go through my goals, go through the things that I want to achieve, and also throughout the day, just talk about the challenges, the wins, and you know maybe things that I need to do tomorrow. So, so I'm a big believer in that. Good. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, a lot of people we know listen to Growth Igniter's radio when they're on a plane, when they're doing something. So having that pen and paper can be very easy to do as you're finishing listening to this to talk about your goals. So let's do a third immediately useful idea. Yeah. So implement a daily purpose practice. What does this mean? It could be as simple as having a daily random act of kindness. Because I think sometimes we we think that living life on purpose has to be this big, grandiose thing like feeding 2 million people. No, it could be as simple as opening or holding the door for Pam as she's walking through, right? That's something that I think is, is key in really just stacking the habit of living your life on purpose, right? So, hey, I want to be kind to a stranger. I want to just create this as a as a daily habit and not just an abstract concept. So whatever it means to you, implement some sort of daily purpose practice. It, it also aligns with one of the other things that I do. I have what I call gratitude in five, where for five minutes each morning, I spend 
five minutes writing down five things that I'm grateful for. And by doing this on a daily basis, it enables me to really then appreciate, you know, those things that I have in life that I could easily take for granted. So using that same concept, if you're able to practice purpose on a daily basis, it will then just inevitably become who you are, a purpose-driven person. And then the whole goal of you becoming that new you in 2024 will become inevitable because you're now doing it daily. That's who you are. You've implemented it as a practice. So so that's the third idea that I think people should definitely consider implementing. Doing it step by step instead of saying we have to leap and make a huge jump into something, just one little bit at a time. Giant things are made out of a whole bunch of little things. Exactly. So, Kuda, we are at the end of our episode, but before we go... Can you leave us with a final thought about seizing the new year with purpose? In the spirit of new year, new you, embracing purpose is about evolving and expanding our vision of success. So what I mean by that, if maybe your success was only defined in dollars and cents, expand and evolve that vision to include impact and also how you're going to make difference. It's about how we can not only just achieve our dreams, but also contribute to the dream of others. Because we live in a world where, you know, it's 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 us, right? Everybody, you know, human race. So how can we all kind of like work together to make sure that we all achieve our goals? And as we step into 2024, let's make it a year where purpose and action go hand in hand, where we can really create a positive, a positive ripple effect in our communities and beyond. So for me, that's really the final thought that I have for New Year, New You, seizing 2024 with purpose. Well, it's a good way to welcome the new year. Kuda, thanks so much for being our guest on Growth Igniters Radio. Thank you so much for having me. Kuda, it's been wonderful. Your insights are very valuable. We also want to thank all of you out there who are listening to Growth Igniters Radio. To contact us, get show notes and resource links for this week's episode, go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 289. Until next time, this is Pam Harper. And Scott Harper. Wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to think about and act upon. What are three things I can do differently or even better starting today to seize 2024 with even greater purpose? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.